Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a Yonsei Podcast Network miniseries. Throughout the series, we'll be exploring different aspects of mixed identity with special guests. And I'm Matt from Nikkei Rising, and I'll be your host for today's episode. This episode, Mixed Media, we'll be talking a little bit about mixed representation on screen. And to help us do that are two of my friends, fellow film buffs, and also fellow Nikkei Rising members, Lauren and Caroline. Lauren, if you want to start us off, say hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren. I use uh, the gender pronoun she, hers. Uh, I'm a fourth-generation Japanese-American, a Yonsei, and a third-fourth-generation Chinese-American, so mixed Asian. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. And Caroline, you're up next. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm fifth generation Japanese American and white. I love movies and I love talking about uh, representation. So I'm very excited for this conversation. Awesome. And for all of our guests at home, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in the first episode. But just to recap, I'm fifth generation Japanese American, fourth generation Chinese American and fourth generation uh, Jewish American. Also, it was a film minor in school, so that's my claim to fame with film. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for joining us today, Lauren and Caroline, as well as all our guests listening in. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. So I guess the first question is sort of, we talked, you might have mentioned it a little bit, but what is your relationship with film and other media? Or in other words, why did I choose y'all to speak about this today? Lauren, would you like to go first? <laughs> Sure. I think it's a, a hot topic of ours that we like to discuss. Um, all three of us very much enjoy different mediums of entertainment. And I think something that we always like to discuss, especially in the realm of representation, um, and I think being mixed, it's an even more interesting, complicated topic and i think whenever we see something we always have to share with each other and discuss so really looking forward to how this discussion will go uh, and as for me yeah i've always watched movies ever since i was little always kind of struggled with wanting to see myself in movies mm. and tv shows and stuff like that so then like lauren was saying whenever something does pop up that has mixed representation i'm always wanting to tell everyone about it whether good or bad so again very excited to to continue this conversation great well that pretty much segues way is into our next question pretty well because next one is how have you seen yourself represented on screen and you can take that whatever direction that means i think for me if we were to look at it growing up not that much i think in the sense of the part of identity that i mentioned was asian like some asian representation but specifically with me being in a mixed asian didn't really see that growing up and even to this day i think it's a thing we'll definitely get into later but yeah i think what i'm very fortunate was 
growing up, I had a mix of American media and a lot of also Japanese media. So in a sense of like, oh, like seeing my Japanese side, it was there in a sense. But that's because I'm consuming actual movies and TV shows that are coming from Japan, which doesn't have an issue of feeling like, am I represented? Like they're the majority. And so they're obviously going to be seen on screen. But when you come to the States, right, I think it's it's kind of difficult. I mean, I grew up with Disney. I grew up with Ghibli. And if we really like look into things like Disney growing up, the only Asian princess there was was Mulan. And I love mm. Mulan. And I think that was okay for me because I'm also part Chinese. But it kind of makes you think about everyone else who's not Chinese. And that's like the sole Asian figure that we can think of. And jokingly, right, like a lot of us say like Mulan is such an iconic <laughs> Asian American <laughs> movie for a lot mm -hmm. of us growing up. But that calls into question like being Asian is not also specifically East Asian. It's not just Chinese. Like I think what has gotten better is we have gotten some exposure. And there has been, as Caroline mentioned, good and bad. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot for us to talk about what we kind of want representation to look like and acknowledging that it is still going to take a lot of time to where we feel confident and comfortable with the kind of representation that we're seeing coming out of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, like for me growing up being like Japanese and white, I have a very complex relationship with my identity, especially for a long time. Because I didn't really, like growing up, I didn't really recognize my Japanese side. Like, <laughs> it's really embarrassing to talk about. But, like, I always just saw myself as white just because I didn't really have the access to my heritage. I mean, we would I lived really pretty close to the Bay Area, which does have a mm. prominently Japanese population. But we never really visited. And my I'm Japanese on both sides of my family. But... My dad's parents passed away before I was born, so I didn't really have that mm. direct connection with that Japanese side of the family. And with my mom's side of the family, my grandfather is the only one who's Japanese, but he was he was in camp and stuff like that. And he was, his that side of the family was very much like Americanized or wanting to mm. Americanize and stuff like that, or assimilate. That's the word I was looking for. And so just growing up, I never really gave it a second thought about like, Asian representation for a while mm. until like maybe high school when I was starting to learn about the incarceration, like learning about my family's, you know, history along with that and stuff like that. And so it wasn't until like high school that I was just like, oh, there's not that much. And even when there was, it was just like, again, move on. Again, very much iconic, but it wasn't very like, I don't know, relatable to me. Just because, again, she's Chinese, even though I still think she's a great character. She is one of my favorite Disney characters. But yeah, it wasn't until like as late high school that I was just like, hey, how come there's not more? I, we deserve more right. and better representation. And so, yeah. And I think even like with some childhood, like really going back and thinking about TV shows growing up in childhood. So I really loved The Winx Club. And there was an Asian uh, fairy named Yusa. But it also feels like a lot of times those Asian characters were stereotypes or like weren't flushed out. Oh, and yeah. So like that's, that's like the unfortunate part too. It's like, oh, like 
you're always rooting for, or I was always rooting for an eager when I saw an Asian character, but it didn't have the same and much impact as the main character that was mainly white. Like they had the cooler powers or they had like a more in-depth backstory. Yeah, like even thinking out, like thinking more too about Musa's character, I think she would like would fall into the stereotype of like the spunky kind of, I don't know what the label that we put on, but like the dyed hair <laughs> kind yeah, like of girl. Asian girl with a purple streak uh, of hair. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she's not yeah. with other girls. <laughs> And specifically with Misa and like Winx Cup, like she had like anger issues and then she liked the bad boy. And I was like, this is an interesting, maybe she like defied in some ways other stereotypical Asian characters, but it still was just like, it, it still feels not relatable, I guess is the word. Yeah. And that's what we all wanted is something relatable. Mm-hmm. And I think too, of like, I mean, getting into present day, I mean, Karen and I love to all the boys. (laughs) And it's for me, I just love it because I can actually relate to Lara Jean so much. And that's what you that that's what we want. Someone that has it's just a normal, everyday person that just so happens to be Asian. And that sometimes it pops up and like, oh, the food that we eat, or sometimes we are celebrating this tradition. But it's not like also in your face all the time Asian because that's not what I'm doing all the time. So I think that like me bringing up to all the boys, it does open up this conversation too of like what does representation mean to us? And so sometimes it is like very deep dive into our culture, into our heritage with stories such as like the Joy Luck Club and things like that where this, the narrative is solely surrounding like an immigrant story what it means to be holding on to traditions, differences in generation. Like that story is important. It opens up for those that aren't in w- within our community to understand kind of our life stories. And then it's relatable to us. But then other times, sometimes I want to be able to enjoy something, forget about reality, but see myself. And right, that's a lot of times like rom-coms, action films. And so it's like, it's great for us to be able to have that kind of representation. So I think we are slowly getting there. But I think there's still some, a little bit nitpicky things too, to it. That's an ongoing discussion. Yeah. And I think that's part of the discussion we're going to get into today. And we've already mentioned a few movies that I want to bring up already. But just talking about my own childhood very briefly... I mean, it's. I think we've talked about it on on previous episodes of Yons, of the old Yonsei podcast. Um, I know we've had plenty of discussions about it, about the ways we saw ourselves in childhood and how it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, my joke is that the only person I saw who looked like me as a kid was Jackie Chan. Not to diss on Jackie Chan, I love his movies, he's even great. though he's there's I, as with most of our childhood heroes, there's good and bad with them as well. But yeah, I remember gravitating towards like the old kung fu movies that came out of hong kong and things like that but then funny enough too being jewish i always tried to find jewish characters also like it wasn't only about asian characters like i wanted to see people who also like shared like the same holidays and same like beliefs at, not that i'm not that i'm religious but the same like sort of ideals as i did of being jewish so and of course growing up trying to find someone who is asian and jewish was a pipe dream to a young me growing up in Arizona, which is 
of course, unbelievable now considering I met so many some people that are. But I think we've sort of already shifted that discussion towards modern day and where we see sort of these these changes in modern day. And like Lauren mentioned, like just even seeing someone who you can somewhat relate to in a in a film that has nothing to do with necessarily their background, like the what is it, the joke about Keanu Reeves is a mixed icon. And I mean, yes, he is mixed. He is mixed. He is part Chinese. Um, and I, my, one of my favorite film series is John Wick, even though it is extremely gory and violent for no reason. But like, I like, yes, in my head, I'm like, oh, he is Asian and he is being a badass in a way that is not goofy, is not like the old Jackie Chan films, but is much more relatable. It's not necessarily, well, okay, not relatable. I'm not an assassin. But. <laughs> But to me, it much, makes much more sense in my mind than like the old Jackie Chan films did. And so I think with that, we can move on to our next discussion point, which is sort of how have we seen ourselves in more recent media, whether that is in characters or in the actors who are portraying characters. Um, and I mean, that brings up a discussion around, I mean, Lauren, you already mentioned To All the Boys. I did want to talk touch upon that movie, but also Crazy Rich Asians and Henry Golding and other characters and actors that are either few and far between or extremely um, out there already and that we can start there I guess with those two films and see as the discussion goes on I think with Crazy Rich Asians it's just iconic in the sense of the time it came out Mm -hmm. just because we were still lacking in representation and so it was a huge deal and I acknowledge it was a huge deal you know all Asian cast like all mm-hmm. Asian main cast being set into Asia. And then the part that was difficult, though, was not relatable Yeah. <laughs> to most of us. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways, some of us were thinking, like, does this continue to perpetuate, like, the modern minority myth in the sense of, like, being, like, affluent and being well? Mm-hmm. Because not the everyday Asian has this lifestyle, yeah, that was an iconic in that sense. To All the Boys was iconic in the sense as mentioned of, we can be leads. Like, we can be yeah. actual romantic leads. And I think that's a huge deal for us, just to point out historically that in the past, that in movies, they didn't want interracial couples, and we couldn't be seen as romantic leads. So I think it's just a huge deal. I don't know what the right word is, but we can be part like, of a movie yeah we're just everyday people yeah i will say though like even though you mentioned like if they were in the movie it wouldn't make a big deal technically though for to all the boys like i know that there was some discussion where i think at one point they were saying like oh like what if we had a white lead and luckily jenny han was like well no i did write this character though to be part asian and that does apply in some aspect of her story so right. we cannot replace that aspect but Yeah, I think that's iconic in that sense. I think the discussion that I've had with friends, and this is getting nitpicky, as mentioned, and I don't know if this will be an ever right time to have this discussion. And I know that we've had this discussion before and and people have different priorities related to this. But if you look at all of the sisters into all the boys, I think they're all mixed or full Asian, but I don't think any of them are actually Korean. And so that was a topic of discussion of, right, like, when can we get nitpicky? Because, like, 
all of us are not the same. Mm-hmm. And like we do want that representation. We do want Asians on screen. But it gets to the point sometimes too, like, oh, this character is specifically this ethnicity, but it's not played by this ethnicity. Right. Is this something that should be fought for? Things like that. And so mm-hmm. I think with that film, that brings up that question. And I think to also point out that when it comes to representations, Asians are very unique in that that's the discussion to even have. Right. Like on top of like, we want representation, we want good representation, and the struggle of, oh my God, this representation has to be perfect, even though we still, this is still new. So technically we should be given grace of like, mm-hmm. sometimes we can make mistakes and be bad. We've only just recently been given the spotlight so there's that discussion and then like getting to the nitpicky stuff so i think it's hard like it's and i don't blame anyone and i'm not it's just a very difficult conversation to have and to navigate (laughs) so that's why i think we still have a long way to go is if we have all of these concerns are these all concerns that we need to also be addressing right now like where should we be fighting for when it comes to representation? Right. Well, that's why I also touch, and I think it's interesting. You, I, and we did. You did touch upon what I want to touch upon with all the boys, where it's the younger and older sister are mixed, the actresses are mixed, and I think they're both mixed Chinese, if I remember correctly. And then obviously, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Hana uh, Condor. Hana Condor, who plays Laura Jean, is Viet is adopted, but she's full Vietnamese. But on the flip side, then you have. And this is why I brought up Crazy Rich Asians too. You have Henry Golding, who's mixed Chinese, playing someone who's full Chinese. And I know there was a lot of, more specifically for Crazy Rich Asians, there was a lot of backlash against that casting. Mm. And then uh, with To All the Boys, you have a little bit more nuanced discussions there because people were like, oh, they're mixed. They're, you can't really, like, we make that joke all the time. It's like, oh, I'm mixed Asian and white. You can't tell what I am. You just know I'm Asian. No one's going to guess what kind of Asian I am, but that's they're definitely going to try. <laughs> oh, they 100% will try. <laughs> but I mean, but that's the discussion point is saying like, yeah, when is it important that we get it right? And when do we get that nitpicky? And I will let Carol, I want to hear Caroline's thoughts on that too. Oh boy. I was kind of thinking about my answer. I think as of right now with the way that things are for representation for Asians and general i'd like to think we should be a little bit more nitpicky just because Mm -hmm. like i want to be more nitpicky for it just because i think it should be accurate because we haven't reached a point where there's so like an oversaturation of asian representation that it doesn't matter like when it comes to like white people being represented oh it doesn't matter if this person's an english like in real life English, but they're playing a German person because there's so many white characters. It does not matter. And a lot of the times those roles aren't definitively like, like that ethnicity anyway. Mm -hmm. So it does not matter for them. But when it comes to like someone who isn't white, it's a lot more complicated than that. And so like, even though I wish we could be a lot more nitpicky about it, we're just not at that point, even though I'd like to be at that point of like wanting to be pickier about it. It's just like, we just, first of all, we just want a well-written character for Asian people. It's, yes. It shouldn't be that hard. But more, even like even before that, like even though yes, we deserve to see ourselves on screen, I think it's also equally important, if not just a little bit more important, is to have like Asian people in the back and like 
in production and stuff like that. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. But then you get movies like the live action Mulan, where it's like, yes, it was a full Asian cast. I, great, awesome. But then you see the whole production crew, and especially who's casting them, it's all white people or like majority white people. And that's why it didn't mm-hmm. feel, at least for Asian Americans, I can't speak for those who are, li- who are living in Asia and stuff like that. They may feel differently, or it's just like, this is not what we expected, and it wasn't good. I know we can say a lot about that Mulan, but we're not going to because that'll take up the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> that's a separate mixed feelings episode. Yes, that's a completely separate episode. But I think it's a valid point, though, to still like point out that we mm-hmm. need representation with the writers, with the directing, yes. with the producing, because we do joke about it with t- like Disney films. Specifically, if we look at it, if we count Marvel as part of Disney, we're like the reason why Shang Chi did so well. It's because it was written and directed by Asians. And yes. they got the smallest of nuances correctly. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so relatable. Whereas just like, yeah, Mulan was a hot garbage fire for many reasons that we yes. will not get into. And if you we were to take away, okay, like we take away the controversy surrounding the movie. If we take away like, like just the story itself, how it was It's written, just a bad movie. It was just yeah. bad. Right. But yeah, it, it goes to show why we're needed like all around. Because mm-hmm. I guess like an example of good writing that was seen and relatable is that like with Shang-Chi, like just even the little jokes of like when when Simu and Aquafina were going up the elevator and Aquafina character was like, oh, like I don't speak Chinese. And Ronnie Chang's character was like, oh, okay, I can speak ABC. And, like, for some people, they don't get it. But for someone like me, like, it's just it's just so funny and relatable uh, to clarify it on ABC. It stands for American Born Chinese. So it's just, like, you know, slang that within the community that we can understand. Or mm-hmm. even, like, something that I'm raving a lot right now that people should go see is Elemental. It's an immigrant story based upon the writer director like his own personal family story but i think because everyone are are elements <laughs> it's it's a story that can still be relatable to everyone <laughs> and, and any immigrant it just so happens that the main actress that's voicing uh is that asian but it just kind of goes to show like how heartwarming how relatable and how good these stories can be that we can yeah. provide if we're given the opportunity and so it's also just to the point that we're also trying to make is that, or I'm trying to make, is the responsibility shouldn't also always be on us right? to be pushing it out, to be craning it. Like, we're slowly being able to be in positions of power or in those seats so we can create it. But there's still roadblocks for us. And that is why we need support from our allies from other communities to help support us so we can get our foot in the door. I think something to bring up too is like, we're lucky we have so many outspoken Asian, Asian American, Asian Canadian actors and actresses that now are very well known that have the money and influence to cast people to create things. But I think it's so unfortunate to hear where they started off 
And I don't blame them for it at all because of the times. But it's just so unfortunate to hear them sometimes having to give in and play very stereotypical Asian characters to just even have a chance to act. Mm -hmm. Or having to be told, I had to reject this role because it went against what I thought. And I think a lot of times people said that they were able to do that was because they were comfortable enough. And that sense means they've done enough work where they can say no to stuff. But then there's other people that don't have that chance yet that will take it and say yes. So it's also we need to be saying, stop making these stereotypical problematic roles that someone who's desperate to get their foot in the door will take it. And like you said, we've seen a, luckily a string of successes with people both behind the scenes and in front of the camera, whether it is Shang-Chi or Turning Red or Elemental, or of course, the big one, Everything Everywhere All at Once, <laughs> which, and, and there's still more coming out. I mean, Interior Chinatown is coming out, which we have a friend who is also mixed Asian who is working on it. And so we're excited to see that come out. And then obviously, American Born Chinese came out more recently on Disney, which I still have yet to watch, but I've going to get on it but also i've heard is, is really good but we've seen more and more stories come out but i think at the same time like i feel like there hasn't been there still hasn't been as many stories about mixed race characters mm. i mean the most recent one i can think of is exo kitty which is obviously continue for those who don't know is a continuation of to, the to all the boys series about the younger sister so yes it's a new story but it's still within that universe and in my head i'm i'm thinking like i can think of of actors and and folks I've seen recently that have had work, but like we were talking about this before the show, even we can't really think of characters who are mixed necessarily. I think too to that that we discussed that's important to consider is that if they are mixed, it's mixed white and Asian, and I think the point I'm trying to make is sometimes I don't feel included in mixed spaces because I'm not mixed race. Right. Because being mixed ethnicity sometimes it's like, oh, you're just Asian, which is mm -hmm. valid. Yeah, like if we think of just Asian representation, yeah, but then we're still now having this discussion and trying to push forward that the term Asian is so broad and yes. just like a quick like plug-in that technically Asian American was a, term to be coined as a political sense and not just a, <laughs> a blanket statement and i right. think to the point of a side tangent too that we need to highlight is all the stories that we pointed out are also east asian mm -hmm. and so it's it's just as important of bringing that representation of south and southeast asians and highlighting that but back to my main point too of just when it comes to mix, I think a lot of times automatically think of, oh, you must be part white, which is not the case. And we have friends who are mixed race who aren't even part white. Mm -hmm. So like, where are their stories? And then for me, as someone who's mixed in the city, like, yes, I'm Asian, but the Japanese culture in some ways is very different from Chinese culture. And so for me, I would really love to see that kind of representation. And I think, unfortunately for me, that's going to be quite a while <laughs> because I can't think on the top of my head of yeah. something, someone who's mixed in the city. And before we started recording, we were trying to think of all of the mixed characters and we were just pointing out that like literally all of them are like 
mixed white and mixed Asian, which is valid because the like you two like that's your story. But I think too like for me, maybe I'm overthinking it. But I feel like I'm also wondering, in order for someone to be Asian in a show, is it only valid if there's some kind of proximity to whiteness and in the sense of like actually being mixed with white? Or they're only desirable because they are mixed and they don't look mm-hmm. fully Asian. And so I think that's also an ongoing conversation that our community is having of like, we do want for our friends and family that are mixed white and Asian to have that representation. But if that's the only kind of mixed representation that we're getting, then it comes to question of like, okay, feel like there's an ongoing theme of like, we're trying to enforce certain things in right. this case, whiteness in a sense. So yeah, I, I really call for there to be mixed race representation that's not just white and Asian. Which that's totally valid. And like it makes me think of like to put sort of a positive, like hopeful like response to that, it just makes me think of uh YouTube and like that representation because like with our parents and stuff like I mean, not that they're mixed, but them growing up they didn't really have the representation in movies and films and stuff like that but then we were lucky enough to grow up with the internet and for youtube to, mm. to exist and so that's when the rise of like all these asian youtubers and stuff like that but more specifically the reason why i bring it up is wong fu productions mm. it's just like they are like i would say like the pinnacle of like asian representation when it comes to youtube and stuff like that or at least asian american i should say specifically mm. so i don't know because they're not just like oh Asian and white and stuff like that. They're like casting everyone who's yeah. Asian and stuff like that. So I just think like yes, I do agree with Lauren. There should be more diversity even within mixed representation because it is not just white and Asian. Speaking as someone who's also white and Asian, that's getting real tiring. But I just like to put a reminder out there that is that there is change. It's slow, but it's still coming. Yes. Well, I think. And I I sure Caroline, you'll have something to say about this. But I'm the the only mixed character I could think of most recently, and they're not even Asian. But the only mixed character I could think of is Miles Morales, who is Afro Latinx, and it's it's a part of the storyline. They touch upon it a little bit, although to be fair, I haven't seen the newest Spider-Man as of this as of this point, so I don't know if it gets touched upon more. But I mean, that's I know that's a big one. For a lot of folks right now, and again, it's touching upon someone who's just mixed and not white, and it's and it makes for an interesting story and it makes for an interesting background. But I think that's, I mean, but that's what makes Miles Miles is his upbringing, is his background. And I don't know, Caroline, since you've seen the newest one, if you have, and that's one of your favorite movies, if you have thoughts on it. But <laughs> I just wanted uh, to bring that up. I think the fact that Miles Morales is sort of. Just in case, I'm just going to put spoiler warning, just in case. I'm trying not to spoil anything, just because... We'll, we'll blast it in the, in the summary, just in case. <laughs> just in case we decide not to even put this in, just in the edit and stuff like that. Um, well, like, Miles Morales is, like, very much in between worlds, because he's, like, his dad's black and his mom's, like, Latin and stuff like that. And also, like, the area that he's from and stuff like that. It's just like in order for him to get into the, the the fancy school, in order to get the better education, he had to be 
like he had to win a lottery and stuff like that so then even then when he's going to this new school he's like a fish out of water and stuff like that so it's just like adding on to the complexity of that character and this is spoilers from the first movie so if you haven't seen the first one you should sorry lauren (laughs) Uh, i I almost actually get to it (laughs) i'm also like i have a feeling what you're gonna say and i'm like if you know what the movie is you should already know the answer to this yeah and so like for him to also become spider-man when it like he's taking over for the other spider-man who dies in the first movie okay that part spoilers (laughs) i i warned you (laughs) and it's like him not feeling like he's good enough he's not ready to fit Mm -hmm. in like fill in those shoes as spider-man which that's already a very difficult spot to be in to to take on that role because he's become such an essential part of new york at that in that world and stuff like that it's just like it's so many things to put on one's shoulders and it's just Mm -hmm. like feel like it's very relatable to someone who is like mixed just because there's so many like layers of your own identity that it's just like sometimes it's a lot especially when you're coming into new spaces where it's like you have to meet all of these people who Mm -hmm. like may not be from the same backgrounds as you especially if it's like they're not if they're white and stuff like that they have like a little you know all that stuff but it's like then like you have the uh, the exhausting opportunity of having to explain yourself which you have every right not to do so but just like mm-hmm. sticking, like a brief summary of yourself is really hard to do when like being mixed or like multiracial is so complicated at times yeah yeah but that's why i feel like miles morales as a character is so important for him to mm-hmm. exist because of it and that's why I love that movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it, especially the second one, because it just adds upon the first one, and it's just very good. Just putting it out there, I highly recommend it. Well, and I was going to say, I, I have a feeling that that is why this part, part of what makes the story so good, I think, is that aspect of his identity. And for many of us kids, that like it's relatable to growing up, but it's also an added complexity that all of us who are mixed race had growing up. And it's something that we can see and relate to and yeah we talk about superhero movies being relatable but i think there is a reason why into the spider-verse and in the subsequent films are some of the most highly rated films of all time period like not even marvel movies just period and i think it's fantastic to see and also i think it's hilarious also to point out that Haley steinfeld who plays gwen is also mixed race because she's also asian but it's true i think segueing on to more into some of our final discussion i did want to point out like i think somewhere i've actually seen more mixed folks surprisingly is like star wars Mm. and i've been talking i've talked to hito about this but one of my like new favorite actors his name is actually nosher dalal he is i believe japanese and persian Mm. so yeah so he is mixed and he's not even white he is asian he is mixed technically well if you go by the definition of asian which is weird but he's technically just mixed asian but obviously if you're Middle Eastern and you're Japanese, like, that's completely different. Those are completely mm-hmm. different upbringings. And I think it's fantastic to see how much work he's gotten recently. Like, he's been in like five or six Star Wars projects. It's freaking oh, fantastic. Wow. And most recently, he actually played one of, not the main character, but the sidekick. And I'm not going to, you play the, play the game, but it's Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, the most recent video game, Star Wars video game. But he's the sidekick in it. And... Mm. Obviously, in Star Wars, it doesn't touch upon race in the same way, but just to see someone who is mixed, like, it, it's it's motion capture, so it's his face on that character. And just to go through that story and be with him, and his name is, his name's Bodakuna, which is not the most Asian, but to me sounds Asian, and it's, you could say it in Japanese. 
And then he has a daughter in the game too, who is also mixed. Mm. So to see all that is just, even though it, it in my like obviously in the storyline, not Asian, not on Earth, but just to see someone like that and be with them is fantastic, especially in a galaxy far, far away. Laura and Caroline both know I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so that's why I enjoy it. But I think slowly but surely we've been seeing more folks who are more representative of not just our own identities, but other mixed identities. And I mean, I pulled up a list just before this just to to glance at, but there's a list on BuzzFeed of like 62 mixed celebrities. And a good chunk of them aren't mixed white. Like they're just mixed race and it's a, a wide variety of mixes. And it's fantastic to see how many people are are in the industry in the entertainment industry now who are mm. mixed and who have a variety of different experiences to sh- to share from and pull from i think that's really good to hear and i think maybe because we're on uk rising i was thinking <laughs> of just mixed asian <laughs> and so i forgot like oh i should also just think about mixed race in general <laughs> so i like to point that out <laughs> but i think to add on Yes, we know you're a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to not subscribe to that fandom. But I think it's a good point to bring up of that we need that representation in existing fandoms. Mm-hmm. Because those fans always existed. So it's even better to see something that you've always loved and for it to start reflecting you a little bit more. And I like to say to anyone that goes against it, uh, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, on a more positive note, is that, I mean, I told you this. The reason why I went to go see the new Star Wars was solely because of Rose. Because there was an Asian character. Um, So I think it also just goes to show that representation matters. Because... Some people like me will actively seek it out because we didn't have that growing up and how important it is for us to see it now. I think in our cases, right, we talked about like nitpicky and stuff. Like I think it's still though good and should happen is still being critical. Like we shouldn't love and accept everything that we're getting just because it's Asian. Like, Rep- we we want not just representation, but good representation. And so it's still very important to be critical of how is it being produced, who are playing the characters, and how it's being written. And is this the kind of story that we want to be sharing? Because it's not just for our community to be like, oh, this is relatable. This is an opportunity for others that aren't within the community to be introduced to what is familiar to us, to be exposed to other cultures. And so while it doesn't have to be perfect, don't be problematic. <laughs> so, because right. I feel like that could be worse. Because it's like, oh, oh 100%. That's like how you want to oh, be represented? Oh, you're just contributing okay. to the problem. Yeah, it's like that's altering the perceptive or their perceptions in the worst way possible. <laughs> like we're running under a microscope of like just the fact of like taking up space. Like I feel like it's so frustrating sometimes that we have to say like it's valid for us to be taking up this space. So we're already on the microscope on that. And so then it's just like if you make something problematic, it kind of is ammo unfortunately for some people to go like see this is why it doesn't do well and it's just right. like 
no, this is not a representation of us, or this is not what we want to be shown. Because we are not white, we are upheld to a more critical standard, which is both, which is very frustrating because mm-hmm. it doesn't give us room for errors, which I brought up earlier. Of like, yeah. we want to be able to make the mistakes, but we don't have that luxury of room. We also shouldn't be making really problematic and terrible mistakes, though, because right. that's not good. We don't want to contribute to the problem, mm-hmm. but we should be given some grace of not getting it perfect. Yeah. And acknowledging, like, not everyone's going to be there. Like, we don't want tokenism, too. <laughs> yes. Like, we're trying to avoid tokenism. So I feel like there's just a lot on the plates to be thought of. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we are coming up on time, I have one final question. This will be the sort of speed round. Um, we've talked about it just in general, I think, but I just, in a quick, succinct way, just want to hear why why is mixed representation important? And if you had to talk to your younger self now, what would you say? Mixed representation is important. I think especially in this day and age, where social media and entertainment is just so prevalent, it's just very validating. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we need to, your self-worth should not be validated by external reasons, but it's, it's comforting, it's helpful, especially at such a young age. What you see in mainstream is very impactful and very impressionable. And so... It's important for children like us growing up to have the Mm. opportunity. I think recently what I was watching, I was watching a clip of a black actress. I cannot remember her name right now, which is really bad. (laughs) Um, But she says that she wants to be represented on the big screen because it's a visual manifestation. It's so children can see that this is possible. Mm-hmm. As we talk about, there's a lot, we grew up, especially in the US, that anything is possible as long as you work for it. Mm-hmm. But I think to her point that she makes is, it seems more tangible and more achievable if you can visually see it. Yeah. So it's, it's important to have that visual representation to answer your second question, what would I tell my younger self? Oh, I'm conflicted in the sense of like, I don't have mixed in the city representation, but I think though it gets better mm-hmm. and that our stories can make it to the big screen. Mm-hmm. So while I can't relate to everything, there's still s- parts of these Asian Asian American stories that are on the big screen that I can relate to that are very specific to the culture and background that I grew up with. So we're making progress. It's important to have mixed representation on screen. Just, I'm trying, like, I think everything that Lauren (laughs) said just says so succinctly that I'm like, I cannot necessarily add anything to that aside from the fact that like having the, the mixed representation on screen is just, would have is so important because it just shows that like kids like us growing mm. up weren't alone. Like we weren't the only ones, especially if you were in a like predominantly like white city or like neighborhood and stuff like that. It's just to show like, Hey, it's not just you and that's okay. 
there's other people out there and like as you grow up there's going to be more opportunities for you to to make friends and you know grow close with other people who have these similar experiences to you and i think that was just especially for me really important growing up and like unfortunately it wasn't until i was in high school when to all the boys came out <laughs> where it was just like finally being represented especially with the nuance of her being specifically like korean and white for mm-hmm. me I mean, again, this like brief summary with minor spoilers. If you haven't seen the book, like seen the movies or read the books, like for her, she lost her mom so young. Like that was her connection to her Korean heritage. And so then for her dad to try and make, make up for it or to supplement for her to be able to still have that connection. I mean, she does have like her, her grandparents and stuff like that, but just having that loss of having that direct connection was so crucial for me and my identities like back in high school, just because I didn't have that either. I mean, again, with my, my identity situation, it was very much like assimilated, very Americanized and stuff like that. Being much, being closer in proximity to my whiteness rather than my, my Japanese-ness and stuff like that. So like having that character when I was reading the books was just so important, especially it wasn't like super stereotypical either. And to like, Mm-hmm. have that's like similar personalities to her and have certain like similar reasonings why she doesn't do certain things just because she's afraid of what stereotypes are going to go against her and stuff like that it was so important just to have that nuance in a character who's written by also an Asian author. And that's why it's so important to also have people who are Asian writing these characters. Not that white people shouldn't be writing them. They need to be doing better yes. when it comes to that. Cause I'm not saying you can't do it. I think you can, you're just being lazy. <laughs> so yeah just having mixed race representation also just adds nuance to mm-hmm. just any like race being represented mm-hmm. and stuff like that especially if they're not white yeah and like to answer the second question what i would tell my younger self i was thinking about this throughout the whole like i'll be like half of this episode of like how do i say this <laughs> You or like Asian people will get a spot at the table and you Mm -hmm. deserve to be at that table, but you do not deserve crumbs. Right. And not only that, you have an opportunity to also open up another spot, another placemat for someone else other than Mm -hmm. yourself. And that is going to be very important, especially just because I love movies so much to the point that I'm almost (laughs) like, wanting to make the movies myself just because i don't think it's going fast enough when it comes to representation yes, I so agree. like screenwriters and like producers and all this stuff you have this beautiful opportunity to have another placemat at the table being opened up for someone else and you should take that opportunity and take it proudly and with grace yes i 100 percent agree with both of you and my final parting words would be that yes we are people and our stories are valid and they deserve to be shared just as much as everyone else's. And to myself and all the other kids who grew up like us or who are growing up right now, change will come and there will be our stories and they will be shared. For myself, I would say also, at this rate, I'm going to have to write my own movie about Jewish lady and a Chinese restaurant owner falling in love uh, because yes, I, I need that please. story, please. Yes, I would love please. to see that. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yes, we need a good Hanukkah movie based on that. But in the meantime, with that, 
I want to thank you both so much and also thank everyone who has joined us today for this episode of Mixed Feelings. You can expect our next episode to be released on July 24th, where we'll be joined by Hito, who we mentioned in this episode, as well as his guests, as they talk about what it's like being mixed while abroad. So be sure to follow up the Yonsei Podcast Network on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, you can follow at Nikkei Rising on Facebook and Instagram for announcements and reminders, as well as updates on other Nikkei Rising programs. So thank you all for listening in, and the Yonsei Podcast Network is made possible by Hido Adeza, Yoko Federenko, Michelle Heckert, Sachi Koede, Lauren Matsumoto, Johnny Narita, yours truly, and Robbie Yoshikawa, with the Mixed Feelings art done by Ven Maicha and the Mixed Feelings theme music done by Michelle Heckert and Kyori Diokapi. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.